welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 257 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the five reasons I just can't justify myself to buy a big Lebowski, okay? I'm freaking half Dutch. I don't even know if Dutch pinball is even that much Dutch, okay? It sounds like with how they spend money over there, they're 0% Dutch, I'm not going to lie, but here's the thing. The big Lebowski is back, baby. The machine is back, but guess what? I'm not going to get one, and I am the biggest fan of the Big Lebowski on the planet. I don't mean that this is like a... I like this theme. Yeah, I enjoyed watching the movie. I mean, I basically stylized my life in that form ever since watching it several times. Uh, I am an ordained Dudist priest. Yes, that's a thing. You can go to dudism.com or dudism.org or just Google Dudism and go there and read about it and check it all out. But basically, you agree to abide. That means you chill the frick out, okay? Wait, I'm, you're supposed to say, you chill the frick out, okay, dude? All right, brah? We're just going to be mellow. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I went to Ridgemont High there. But anyways... Special One Let Pinball Podcast, I just listened to most of their piece talking about this. Funny enough, uh, I knew that I was going to put this podcast out today, and it ended up being what they were talking about at the start of their podcast. It's very relevant because AMA and Cointaker have now came to their deal, or whoever it is, Dutch Pinball and AMA, that Cointaker is going to get those X number of machines. They were gone in a hot minute, and the thing is, even at 12.5, even if I won the lottery... Even if I won the lottery, and I'm talking, I don't mean like 10K or something. I mean, if I won millions, millions and millions of dollars, um, I still wouldn't buy it. And here's the five reasons why. Number one, okay. Number one is maintenance. I'm not very good at maintaining pins. I'm not very good at fixing pins. It's kind of not my thing, okay. And I have heard from Mr. Ian Hayer, who did just get a shout out on This Week in Pinball, by the way, which was kind of cool, um, or uh, a trending down this week. And I don't know if y'all heard, but Mr. Orbital Albert himself got a trending up this week. So that's kind of nice. Now, I think they were kind of razzing uh, Ian a little bit. He was talking about how he does not like Popeye and he can't believe that they that Zach uh, many of uh, This Week in Pinball podcast would trend Popeye going up. Well, I find it hard to believe Popeye's trending up until all the podcasts start talking about how awesome it is and then it started to trend up probably. Look, the toilet feature, isn't there a toilet thing that flushes? Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Uh, some of the other features on it, kind of dumb. But overall, for the price you can get it at it, it's kind of a funny pin. And especially if you're someone who likes the Popeye theme, which that's not a dream theme for me, but I mean, it's, it's okay. I saw the, you know, the movie when I was a kid and I watched lots of the cartoon and, uh, anyways, I'm going off topic here as per usual, but they had mentioned Ian and said he was trending down. It was a whole joke. And they had, had mentioned me and said I was trending up, which was really cool. I thought that was funny. I think that was Drew that did that or Ian, but I think it was Drew maybe, um, those guys are awesome. Oh, and by the way, Drew and Ian from the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, who co-hosted This Week in Pinball, if you're listening, by the way, happy birthday, Ian. I already mentioned that, but happy birthday. And uh, more importantly, I remember this. I was supposed to say it in the last podcast where I was saying happy birthday to Ian. 
you guys reminded me, and more so Drew than Ian, but you guys reminded me, it's not Kevin Nealon that you sound like, it's Norm McDonald that I thought that you sounded like. Um, yeah, so anyways, long story short, I, it's, it's okay, long story short, I absolutely um, love the dude, I love the Big Lebowski, but I can't love this pin, and there's several reasons for it. One of them is the world's okayest pinter, Mr. Ian Hayward himself, told me that each and every time he's ever seen uh, this pin, it's been in repair. It's been in maintenance. It's been turned off because it needs to get fixed. And every person I've talked to says that it breaks down quite a bit. Like, more often than any other pins, modern pins that you see, seem to to have. So not even if I was a millionaire, even if I was a millionaire, I still wouldn't want to have to pay and drive the pin down to Halifax or wherever it is to go get it fixed all the time or try to get someone to come out to my house in the middle of the sticks who's going to get attacked by bugs trying to get their pinball tools cart to the house. Okay. So maintenance, I don't want it breaking down all the time. I, it's, any machine that's broken in my room becomes more of an eyesore than an art piece. I don't care what people say. Oh, it's an art piece. It's an art piece. Yeah. It's like a freaking art piece if, like, a group of homeless people shats all over it and left it on your wall. It's not pretty anymore. It used to be pretty, but if it can't function, if the only thing that the piece of art is supposed to do is function as a piece of art, can't function as a piece of art, it's not very artful anymore. Well, if a pinball machine, the main function of a pinball machine is not to be a piece of art. The main function of a pinball machine is to play pinball. You can't play pinball on it. It's not much of a piece of art at that point. It's an eyesore. So I think it would end up becoming an eyesore at my house more so than anything. Number two is the cost. Now, I know I said if I were a millionaire, but if last time, if originally it was 8,000 or 9,000 for the early achievers who it ended up being eight or 9,000 for nothing, by the way, because they got nothing back for that. But if the cost was 12,500 American last time they sold 40, you know, darn toot and right. It's just going to go up again. It's not going to get cheaper. You know, that as long as, um, Dutch pinball, as long as Barry sees that on the aftermarket, these are going up and like you have people like frickin' Canada putting it on there for 20,000, giving people bad ideas for trying to flip this thing. So the next time it comes out on the market, people are going to try it. It's going to be up for 15,000 probably. And then people are going to try putting it up for 25,000 on frickin' eBay and trying to just grab it and flip it to just make a quick buck rather than enjoying the pinball. Not that there's anything with making money. My issue is, is that even me as a millionaire, if I buy this thing for 25, what are the chances? I mean, this is like a really poor investment at this option because if something was originally 8,000, I mean, if a Stern pro game was originally, you know, 6,500, and a year later, it was selling for 20 grand. Of course, people would just go back and buy a whole bunch of these brand new, new in box, right? And then just sell them for, you know, buy them for six, sell them for 20. But the thing is, is you don't know if the people who pay for their next grouping of 10 don't ever end up receiving their machines, just like the first group didn't, then the product cost is going to go up. If all those people who ordered their machines at 15 get them, do you know what I mean? then now you've got everybody who wants them. And Ken did mention this from Special One Lit. If they were all 15, they would probably only sell 50 to maybe 80. And I agree with that. So then all of a sudden, Barry, who's got all these parts for these hundreds of machines left, is going to have to go, well, they're not selling at 15. People are kind of over it. Like, 
you know, anyone who wanted one for that much of a price would have spent 12.5 or would have spent the 15. So he's going to try to get more money and then they're just going to sit on the market there. And then he's going to realize, well, I have hundreds of machines left. I better go down to a reasonable price, price like 12.5 again. And probably what will end up happening if all these pinball machines even get made at that is what will happen. Uh, you're going to turn right at the lights at this lip here. Sorry, guys, we're just driving through the city, so I'm navigating and doing a podcast here. Don't worry, I'm not driving. And uh, don't worry, Josie, I got it, bud. Um, no, thank you for that. I appreciate that. You don't want to be driving and podcasting. It, it can be dangerous. Uh, the Canadian Pinball Podcast does a shout-out. But uh, Mike and Tony are pros, and I tried driving while doing it a couple times. It's fine if you're on the highway and there's no cars around, but if you're driving through the big city like Halifax, it's a little tricky. So... Anyways, I can't buy it because even if I bought it for 15 or 20, it could just drop to being worth like eight grand after everybody who really wanted it gets it and, and the market's basically flooded. Um, so number three is customer service. If and when you do have issues or you want to order some more parts or you, you have just any type of reason that you would want to call or contact customer service, who do you call? You think Barry's going to get back to you, the guy who disappeared for years with $2 million? Like, who's who's going to get back to you? What, what customer service are you going to call? Um, do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not sure how it works. But what I do know is that the customer service is either going to be non-existent or if they up it, it's still not going to be, like, incredible. I highly doubt if their customer service has been this bad this long and they don't have any money left then how, you know, what, how and why would it all of a sudden get terrific? So I just, I can't rely on that. And, and that's for me, when I'm making a purchase this big, if I'm buying like gumballs from the dollar store, I don't care if they have customer service, but when I'm buying something this important and this expensive, you can bet your bottom bucket that I care your bottom booty. I don't know what your bottom bucket is, but you can bet your bottom booty that I, I give a crap. Okay. And I'm not just talking about how rad Johnny Crap's artwork is on Jurassic Park because that's probably going to be my first new inbox because Stern has none of these five problems. Okay, number four on the list is less innovation. Five years ago when these pins came out, they had more innovation than any out there. They had more flippers than you had seen in any new pinball machines for a while, other than maybe Jersey Jack's Wizard of Oz. They had an LCD screen. Again, other than Jersey Jack, they were the only people doing that back then. And by then there was only what one production pinball machine that even had an LCD. So they would have been the second, I don't know, maybe full throttle had one. Maybe they would have, they would have either been the second or the third. I don't know if they were ahead or behind of highway. So, um, and then of course, you know, they had those mini play fields and now it's becoming pretty like since then we've had mini play fields on, um, game of Thrones on Aerosmith on now Munsters, the Munsters has like, uh, you know, the, the grandpa's garage or laboratory, the underground one's just super rad with the little mini flips that are so fun to flip. Um, and the, going back to the cost too, at 12 and a half, even, even at 12 and a half, I could go out and buy two brand new inbox Sterns for that same price. I could go out and get a brand new Stern Pro. I could go out and get a brand new, um, I could go out and get a brand new Stern Pro. I could go out and get a brand new Stern Pro. And I could go out and get a brand new Iron Maiden or Beatles or something like that, right? There's no way that that one machine is going to be worth the fun for me as a tournament player, not a collector. Remember, I'm not a collector. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of a collector, but I don't really consider myself a collect collector first. I consider myself a player first, right? So anyways, the next reason is... 
number five, and this is the most important one. I left this one to the end. This isn't really like a regular top five where I'm going in order the whole time, but basically it's got bad juju, okay? It's got negative chi. It's got bad energy. I don't even want one of these coming in my house. I don't want to be associated with one. I don't even know. I don't even know. If I had a good family, family member or friend who bought one, I don't even know if I would want to go to their house and stream it. I think if I was streaming a pinball machine that was sold to someone else and that had someone else's... I don't really... I'm not a religious guy, so I don't know if it's someone else's spirit um, or chi or juju. I don't even know if any of these things are real, but like... I just think it's bad mojo. I do believe in mojo. How about that? Can I believe in mojo? I can believe in that. That's not religious. I think it just has bad... Put it this way. Even though the dude himself is not a religious dude, he is a spiritual dude. And he would tell you that just like how his rug ties the room and, and just makes the room look incredible, that pinball machine could just make that whole room look sour. Because you've always got to be looking at it and thinking about all the negative and bad things. I mean, one of the owners got terminal cancer while going to court about trying to get these machines back. I don't, I don't know if it gets any worse than this. I wouldn't want this in my pinball room. I wouldn't want it anywhere near my other pins. I don't think I could go live stream it. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's so much negative energy built onto this that there's no way that I could possibly get it. I just, I don't want to be associated with it. Um, now in the future, if we were hundred percent sure the machines you were getting, uh, weren't from the, uh, early adopters or whatever, then maybe, 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 yes, we could do it. And you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I would have to wait and see, but for right now, there's 0% chance I would even consider getting it, even if I won the lottery tomorrow. So no, it's not all just for financing. All right, that's all I have to say on that. Until next time, pinball nerds. Go watch some Big Lebowski pinball. Just don't buy it. And remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. The dude abides.